the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 31st year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who is not a doctor, and while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. All right, look in the mirror. Are your eyes changing color? Well, if it seems like your eyes look different lately or over the years, you're not just seeing things. Eye color can actually fade with age, believe it or not, as the iris produces less melanin. This according to Dr. Josh Deneif, Associate Professor of Ophthalmology at the University of Pennsylvania. But no matter what color your eyes are now or what color they may fade to into uh, in the future, you want to be able to see all the colors in your world for the rest of your life, and you definitely want your eyesight to last as long as you do. So in today's show, we focus on your eyesight with Dr. Jeffrey Anschell. He's an optometrist and author of numerous books on eyesight, including Smart Medicine for Your Eyes, What You Must Know About Macular Degeneration, a Dry Eye, and uh, also Food Supplements for Optimal Vision Care. So we'll talk about that. In fact, uh, he has so much information on eyes, is that, uh, is that, uh, or that is, we are going to be doing a two-part series. So today will be part one. Next month, in the month of August, we'll do a part two of Healthy Vision. Uh, so today you're going to um, have to use one sense to help the other. That is using your hearing to improve your eyesight by hearing our show. That will uh, be or contain all the info you need to know to uh, improve your vision. And Dr. Anchel, as I mentioned, coming up uh, on our weekly or after our weekly features and news today, but then also next month as well here on the Healthiest Hour on Radio. And uh, If you are a new listener to the program, I am the Snowman, your happy, humble health stylist host, here to keep you cool and healthy, and I'm not a doctor myself. I am a board-certified toctologist, not to be confused with a proctologist, that's the other end, thank you, Uh, but uh, we have uh, lots of information for you, as we have been doing for 31 years here on the program. It is Radio's Original Health News Magazine, and we appreciate you tuning in, making us a part of your weekend which we always hope to make strong with the information we have for you this morning. Uh, okay, so some of the things that we're going to be talking about. First, an overview of what eye strain is. He has a new book on eye strain. Uh, we'll talk about uh, stress and our modern, modern society, how things like um, bright light is affecting our eyes, and, uh, of course, screen time, binge watching, uh, things like, uh, well, the wattage of your uh, light bulbs at home or in your office. Uh, what about eye hygiene and uh, glasses and contacts, presbyopia, cataracts? Uh, we'll have to talk about it all, at least uh, all we have time for. 
And uh, what we don't cover today, we will have, I believe it's on the August 20th show, we'll have him back uh, about a month from now talking about um, his other books and uh, vision information as well. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, in fact, uh, when we do part two next month, uh, we're going to talk about food supplements for the eyes beyond beta carotene and some of the other you know, ACs and E's, and also foods for the eyes. Can blueberries help you see better at, in the dark at night? Uh, and also drug, food, and supplement interactions and how it affects your vision. Diseases of the eyes, like macular degeneration, age-related macular degeneration, AMD, uh, as well as diseases that cause eye problems, like, uh, for instance, diabetes. So uh, we'll talk about that on next month's show with uh, Jeffrey Anshell. All right, question. What is the number one preventable cause of Alzheimer's and dementia? Oh, here's a hint. It's not depression, not smoking or diabetes, uh, not high blood pressure or physical inactivity, although all of these are contributing causes. It's obesity. And according to the Journal of American Medical Association, obesity in midlife is now leading to more cases of dementia than anything else contributing to some 18% or almost one in five cases of dementia in America. And uh, now, a decade ago, it might interest you to know that it wasn't even in the top three factors. This is shocking and even more shocking, according to government figures and uh, government figures about our body figures, if you will. The death toll from obesity is probably around 500,000 a year, which is way more than the annual COVID deaths over, you know, in 2020 and 2021, and so talk about a gorilla in the room. The gorilla is us. I mean, in another century or so, we're going to be weighing as much as a gorilla. But um, just to make you aware that it's it's the um, number one health concern and number one health crisis that we face. And it's because of our lifestyle. And, well, it's, it's a lot of different uh, factors. But um, just want to keep you – keep it in the um, front and center of your mind and awareness because – uh, I mean, I was, I was listening to a report on uh, COVID. No, it was on the flu. And it was saying about, you know, respiratory, uh, pre-existing respiratory conditions being a, a factor for complications of um, and even death from flu virus. Well, you know, and same with uh, COVID. But obesity is, is the number one, uh, other than aging, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the number one uh, uh, risk factor uh, associated with serious hospitalizations and death and so on. So, all right, I'll get off my high horse here and uh, talk about other news. Let's talk about bombs. Well, salt bombs I'm talking about. Americans consume double, more than double the amount of sodium that they actually need for a day. Uh, you only need about um, 1,500, 2,000 milligrams max uh, a day, but you're getting that much just from processed foods. Uh, or actually more, three or 4,000 milligrams. And uh, the chief sources, and this might surprise you, number one, cold cuts. Actually, bread is number one because not that bread is, has so much sodium, but rather that it's because we consume so much of it, so, so many carbohydrates. And um, so that's the number one source of sodium. But cold cuts, <laughs> which you put on your bread... Uh, in the form of a sandwich, just three ounces of deli meat can supply up to 1,000 milligrams of sodium. And that's before you even put it in a sandwich. And if you want to add insult to injury, uh, you can put a dill pickle in there because one dill pickle can have over 1,000 milligrams as well of uh, sodium. So that's another salt bomb that I wanted to mention, which is not mentioned in this article. 
so lower sodium options, you know, there's uh, cold cuts and other things besides, you know, you can substitute uh, plant-based uh, proteins instead of cold cuts. And so cut out the cold cuts, cut out the cuts and, uh, and you know, do an open-face bread sandwich for less, less carbohydrate. Also pizza, that's our uh, number one addiction as far as um, takeout foods probably other than burgers and fries. But the crust, the sauce, the cheese, they all contain high, high levels of sodium. So stick to just one slice. Isn't that like asking somebody to eat one potato chip or corn chip? I mean, one slice, really? <laughs> you know, sometimes I joke when I, uh, if I do order pizza, which is very rarely, but um, I'll go to Round Table or some, uh, you know, pizza place. And I'll, uh, when I get a pizza to go, I'll say, now only cut it in four pieces, don't don't cut it in eight pieces because I can't eat eight pieces. <laughs> I can only eat four pieces, so only cut it in fours. All right. I don't think my producer got that. But <laughs> anyway, hey, this is the sunniest time of the year. So how about how sunny is your life? Choosing to be optimistic not only feels better, but according to the Harvard School of Public Health, cheerful people have fewer heart attacks and strokes. Also, higher levels of the good cholesterol, the HDL cholesterol, and lower levels of triglycerides than gloomier people. And also, a bonus is the more upbeat you are, the more cancer-fighting car- <coughs> excuse me, carotenoids uh, that you have in your bloodstream. And we'll talk to uh, optometrist Jeffrey Anshell about carotenoids and how, uh, how they affect your vision. But in this case, uh, they also affect um, they, they are anti-cancer nutrients in your body. Also, optimistic people tend to eat right, exercise, and take good care of themselves. So another good reason to um, look on the bright side of life, all right? Okay, let's see. We've got some more time on our hands. So if you want to have more fun this summer, play as if your life depends on it, because it does. How about two ways to have more fun? Uh, let's see. Here is, uh, well, first of all, I've got to tell you, life, you know, of course you know this, but life without fun and games is just kind of dull and it's downright unhealthy. According to research, they uh, showed that when people were out there playing, the benefits were amazing. This, according to uh, Dr. Corrine Yarnell, Associate Professor of Recreation and Tourism Management at Penn State University. Uh, she says you cope better with stress. And when it comes to stress prevention, play, get this, play is like wearing a suit of armor. Uh, It's also a good health habit because research shows that spending as little as two hours a month laughing or listening to your favorite music has as big an impact on your blood pressure as eliminating salty foods, which I just talked about, uh, or even losing 10 pounds. So why not do both? And you'll be even healthier. But here's two ways to have more fun this summer. Do you have a hobby? Well, Here's a study of more than 3,500 older Japanese people, and they found that those who had hobbies were significantly less frail, uh, while another study found that people with hobbies had less cognitive decline than those without, and we have talked about that on the show before. Also, here's a good excuse to hire a maid (laughs) for you uh, housewives out there or anybody, bachelors like me, swear off dusting, housework. Gets in the way of healthy relaxing, so says Dr. Darby Saxby, a psychology professor at University of Southern California, who has studied what people do when they get home from work. Now, after measuring participants' cortisol levels, that's the marker for stress, during a variety of activities, from doing chores to watching TV to going for a walk, she concluded that housework is, <laughs> housework is bad for your health. 
So the more time women spend doing chores, such as you know, folding laundry and cleaning, etc., the less the recovery of their cortisol levels. So there's a you know, good excuse for you wives out there. Honey, uh, okay, don't get mad, but uh, we have to put it in our budget. We hired a maid. Just want to let you know because I heard on the radio that stress or uh, that uh, housework is bad for my health. It increases my stress levels. So, uh, okay, there's one excuse for you. All right, um, <clears throat> do you eat chicken? Well, everybody loves chicken, right? I haven't eaten it in many, well, a couple decades, but here's a recent uh, history of chicken consumption. First of all, in 1940, Consumer Reports, uh, their testers rated 14 brands of chicken soup. And (laughs) the most surprising thing about this survey was that six brands didn't even contain any chicken. That reminds me of, uh, what is it, Country Time Lemonade contains no lemons. (laughs) What's that about? 1952, the first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise opens in Salt Lake City. 1963, oh, here's something interesting, a bit of trivia for you. Professor Robert Baker is widely credited with inventing chicken nuggets in a laboratory at Cornell University. Uh, Not too much natural about chicken nuggets. And then in 1978... uh, Consumer Reports uh, launches a long fight urging U.S. government officials to prohibit the routine use of antibiotics in livestock production, which, of course, still occurs to this day in 2022, many years later. Uh, Okay, and a couple other notes on chicken. 1992, chicken surpasses beef as Americans' uh, most popular meat. Annual consumption is now about uh, 68 pounds per year per person. In 2010, tests find contamination in 66% of chicken. That's just one reason I don't eat it. Uh, we call, or the Consumer Reports calls on the FDA, or excuse me, USDA, to make chicken less risky to eat. And in 2014, they analyzed 316 raw samples of chicken from all major brands, and all contained worrisome levels of bacteria. So there you go. Uh, all right, uh, let's see, a couple more minutes left. So here's two more ways to stay cool and healthy this summer. And as yours truly, the snowman, your radio snowman, always try to do that for you. Going for a swim will help you cool off and boost your brain power. This according to University of Delaware researchers. They taught subjects vocabulary, excuse me, vocabulary words and then had them swim or exercise on land or do some coloring before being tested on the words. Well, the results... The swimmers retain significantly more than the others, more information. Now, why would this be? Well, swimming leads to physiological changes like greater blood flow at the brain level and improved uh, their uh, learning capacity. So if you're not a swimmer, they say previous research shows that lounging in a pool for about 10 minutes delivers similar but not quite the brain benefits. Now, having said that, there is a caveat recording swimming pools, and that is parasites in pools are on the rise. This is uh, regarding... Cryptosporidium, that's a parasite found in public pools and water parks, it has soared 340% in recent years, according to a recent CDC report. Now, this spreads when water is contaminated with feces from infected people and causes, unfortunately, diarrhea, fever, and fatigue. And while chlorinated, now listen to this, while chlorinated water kills other waterborne pathogens, such as E. coli and others, in 1 to 16 minutes, crypto, the cryptosporidium, can withstand chlorination for more than 10 days. So experts advise against swallowing even small amounts of pool water, which is going to be hard to do for little kids. 
Uh, they recommend showering and changing clothes as soon as possible after swimming. And uh, by the way, the alcohol-based hand sanitizers are not effective at killing sporidi- uh, cryptosporidium. Uh, so you want to avoid transferring parasites to your mouth by washing your hands in, with soap and water for 20 seconds before sitting down to eat after a swim in a pool, after your pool plunge. And those swim-up bars inside pools might not be such a good idea. I remember uh, being in one when I was a teenager. All right, um, let's see. Uh, oh, just a couple more minutes. So I'll save this one for, mm, yeah, save one that one for next week. Okay, uh, let's go to matters of sexual health. Our review of previous research, if you're having trouble in the sack, it could mean big trouble for your heart. study of men 45 and older found that even a mild case of erectile dysfunction could be a warning sign of heart problems. Uh, men with ED were 50% more likely to be hospitalized for cardiovascular diseases and die from heart-related problems than men without ED. So uh, you can blame the clogged penile arteries, but then if the little ones are clogged or blocked, bigger ones aren't far behind, right? Uh, three things to do. Get a heart check, of course, as soon as you notice that you're having trouble in the bedroom. Uh, let's see. Uh, be nice to your body is another uh, tip that they give you, improving both heart and sexual health. 30 minutes of moderate physical activity per day. Uh, Low-sodium diet, uh, low in trans fats as well. And then uh, stress hormone levels. You want to decrease those. Oh, no time for the funny bone pharmacy. Shucks. All right. And... Um, Uh, Okay, and then too much screen time, I'll uh, save that for next week as well. Okay, back after this with more information on your eyesight and visual health with my guest, optometrist Jeffrey Ann Schell. Right after this, as the Healthiest Hour on Radio continues, I'm David Snow, and this is Dr. Health Radio. Regular exercise and staying healthy has repeatedly been proven to be the most important way to stay healthy. But let's face it, being an adult can be demanding and stressful. After age 35, it gets harder for people to muster up the motivation to keep the daily exercise going. Work, kids, combined with diminishing hormone levels, can leave us with low energy, lack of sleep, and a poor overall outlook. After age 30, DHEA levels start to decline, which is when many adults start to gain weight, lack energy, libido, and drive. Twist 25 DHEA cream puts exactly what the body makes naturally, bioidentical DHEA, in the skin where the body processes it. As a base building block for hormones, DHEA gives the body the foundation it uses to make hormones, especially the good ones like androgens and estrogens, the feel-good hormones. So for a little advantage, use Twist 25 DHEA cream. Make your own hormones. 1-888-489-4782. That's 888-489-4782. Or visit twist25.com. 888-489-4782. Besides being healthy and feeling good, don't you want to look as good as you feel? Here's a name to remember for professional, affordable skincare: Botanical Rush. Backed by over 20 years of experience in product formulation, Myra Mesco, the founder of Botanical Rush, is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. The founder of Botanical Rush is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. Whether it's cleansing, restoring, or hydrating, or replenishing, treating, or protecting, you'll find the clinical strength formula that will be just right for you. 
So look to the pioneer and leading authority on non-toxic skincare with never any harsh chemicals or artificial fragrances and never tested on animals. Botanical Rush, a solar-powered company made in the USA. Look for Botanical Rush in your nearest natural food store or go to botanicalrush.com. Sorry, yogurt. Although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, ah, well, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is, you yogurts can't compete with a medical strength probiotic like Theralac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Theralac. That's because just one capsule of Theralac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Theralac, it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Theralac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to Theralac.com. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. only have ears for you. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, David Snow and your radio. We help you to be more talk radioactive with no chance of a radiation overdose, I might add, because our radio waves irradiate you with thousands of watts of health talk energy. And here to help us share that energy is optimal, excuse me, optometrist. I was going to say ophthalmologist, but he is an optometrist. Uh, Jeffrey Ann Shell. He's the author of numerous books on eyesight, including one we're going to talk about today, What You Must Know About Eye Strain, Your Guide to Understanding, Identifying, and Overcoming the Problems Caused by Incorrect Glasses, Poor Lighting, and, uh, well, Nighttime Glare and Computer Screens and other things. So we'd like to welcome him to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Jeffrey Ann Shell. Good morning. How the hell uh, are good you? Good morning. Hey. I'm great. How are you? Good. You know, now before we get into our discussion on how our listeners can improve their eyesight, have you heard about Apple's new employee health care program or health care plan for vision? No, I yeah. haven't. Yeah, I heard that Apple's, com- you know, the Apple computer company, they have an employee health care uh-huh. plan. Is It's great for vision coverage, but it's pretty awful for everything else in, in that it only covers eye doctors, uh, eye, the letter I doctors. Okay. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Anyway. Very cute. I love it. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, cover everything we need. <clears throat> excuse me. Everything we need to know about the eyes. First, give us an overview of what eye strain is and why you wrote the book just about eye strain. It seems like such a benign condition, but uh, according to your research, it's it's far more serious than people have come to believe. Yeah, and it's also a very vague term as well because. Um, 
you know, we get people coming into the office complaining of eye strain, but um, that doesn't really tell us anything because, you know, everybody's got a different uh, definition of, of it, if you will. So some people feel dryness or some blurry or some tiring and things like that. So um, it's it's hard to say exactly what that condition is. Um, it's just, you know, basically a discomfort around the eyes to some degree. So as eye doctors, we have to figure out what, you know, what is causing that problem and what the actual problem is. All right. Let's, uh, let me, um, this is related to your book and what we're talking about today, this, uh, this topic of discussion this morning uh-huh. and the evening, uh, if you're listening to our rebroadcast of the morning show. But this comes from a Cleveland Clinic ophthalmologist who says that 93% of adults log at least two hours of screen time or staring uh, daily. And this was a, from a 2015 report. I'm sure it's two and a half or three hours now. Uh, and this comes from the Vision, yeah, yeah. Vision Council. And they say that this span uh-huh. is just long enough to create eye strain. Uh, ask your eye doctor about uh, hydrating contacts. Uh, maybe we can talk about that. Holding digital devices below eye level to minimize overuse of your ocular muscles. And then taking a five-minute break for every hour of screen time, and also to keep blinking because uh, looking or staring at screens make us uh, makes us blink less. So, uh, do you concur with right. this advice? Uh, sort of. Um, you know, basically, you know, I've been doing the computer vision, uh, addressing the computer vision issue for several years now, and basically, what I came up with was a what I call a three B approach, and that is blink, breathe, and break. Oh. So on the on the blinking, you're right. Uh, we do blink less as when we look at a computer screen, and um, and don't we have studies that that confirm that. So um, and taking you know, breathing is actually something that's been kind of under under um, addressed in 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 dealing with uh, eye problems, but because uh, we all stress out and don't breathe adequately when mm-hmm. we get stressed out, and then on the breaks. Um, you know, the five minutes every hour, you know, it really doesn't work. It doesn't? You know, really? Uh, yeah, because it, it's uh, there was a study out years ago that talked about getting, um, getting, um, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. The yeah. study the study showed that um, taking more frequent, shorter breaks is better than waiting and taking a longer break. Now, I think that was due to um, other computer issues, but um, what I looked at was, you know, how can people, you know, reduce their, um, you know, when I was talking to managers, for example, you know, they just didn't want, you know, all their employees to just keep taking breaks all the time. Sure. So uh, what I was looking at was a sh- maybe a shorter, more frequent break, and you know, people think of, you know, uh, when they think of eyes, they typically think of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and so. How, you know, how do, how do we work that into it? So um, I came up with what I call the 20-20-20 rule. And what that is, is um, taking every 20 minutes, take just 20 seconds and look 20 feet away. Right, right. Yeah, so I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, yeah. so what if you do uh, every 10 minutes looking at, you know, 20 feet away and, and taking a break? Isn't that even more beneficial than a minimum of uh, every 20 minutes? 
Well, true, but I, I did it that way because people think in terms of 2020. Oh, right, yes, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I kept Yeah, it but I, I used to have 2010 vision, so I maybe I should do the 2010-20. <laughs> well, actually, I came up with another 30-30-30, but that's a whole other story. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, actually, uh, and again, I remember I was talking to manager managerial position people, and again, they didn't want their employees you know, uh, taking lots and lots of breaks. Okay. So that's why, you know, the 20 minutes was kind of a good balance between, you know, the eye strain that mm-hmm. they're, you know, looking, the time they're looking at the computer, getting their work done and uh, being able to take breaks, even for, and for a short time. All right. And speaking <laughs> of, long break. speaking of taking a break and 20 and 30, is it's <laughs> over 20, uh, 30 minutes after the hour and we need to take a bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, I have yeah. many more questions for you. Uh, optometrist, Jeffrey Anshell is my guest, if you're just tuning in. When we come back, I want to ask you, Jeffrey, about lighting and how important that is for uh, proper eye health, uh, whether it's the sure. uh, wattage or wavelengths of, uh, of your light bulbs, and also uh, dry eye and nutrition, how omega-3s come into being or uh, uh, play into that, as well as other tips for hygiene in the workplace. I like to call it hygiene, you know, eye hygiene. And with a pandemic, what about all this... Uh, you know, hand washing. What about should we do eye washing or eye drops? And uh, we'll talk also about glasses and cataracts and things that cause other things that cause eye strain that uh, you might not be aware of. Back after this with our special edition of Healthy Vision Part One. By the way, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but we will have a two-part series because uh, Jeffrey and Shell have several books on eyesight, and there's so much information that we can't fit it in into one hour. So we'll have our uh, part two. Uh, next month in the month of August, but uh, we will have much more information this hour. So stick around if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. We hope you can see clearly now. And you'll be seeing clearly, or more clearly, after you listen to the show, because our our show focuses, no pun intended, on eyes today and how to improve your vision and eyesight. And if you're getting a little uh, into your senior years, it's nice to be wealthy, but it's more important to be welderly, and that's where Dr. Health Radio comes in, because here is where we give you the information to be well and healthy, because health is your greatest wealth and uh, Arguably, your eyesight is priceless and your most important sight, or your sense rather, uh, which is why we're talking about preserving and protecting it with 
optometrist Jeffrey Anschell, the author of several books on eyesight, including the one we're talking about today, Eye Strain, What You Must Know About Eye Strain. Uh, Jeffrey, how can people get a copy of the book if they want it? Uh, it is available on Amazon and uh, or the publisher's website, Square One Publishing. So those are available. Great. All right. Now, in our modern society, as you know, it's rife with sensory overload, whether it's visual stimulation or taste or smell or sound, loud noises and, uh, you know, over-accentuated flavors of all of our foods that we're addicted to because of the fat, sugar, and salt and and the smells and so on. Uh, And uh, so we abuse our eyes much more so than... In say caveman days, or even uh, a century or so ago, when uh, you know before high tech and uh, high wattage lighting came about, and uh, and, then, and then reading in general, uh, I mean, we spend more time uh, screen time. My gosh, uh, you know, binge watching, and and uh, I want to ask you about uh, COVID, how that's affected our vision in a minute. But just in general, our visual stimulation, how has that affected our eyesight? Is it? Um, has it been deteriorating faster because of all the bright lights? And and let's talk about lighting, too, uh, after you answer that question. Well, yes. um, Basically, um, our eyes are designed to see mostly during the day and occasionally at night um, because, you know, the rods and cones have different uh, uh, purposes in our retina. Mm -hmm. Cones are responsible for day vision and color, and the rods are for night vision. So uh, we're designed to, you know, um, get up with the sun and see clearly during the day and then go to sleep at night. So um, with the advent of the light bulb, uh, next thing you know, we can extend our evening hours and still see light um, into the dark, in, you know, in the dark period. Mm-hmm. So we are, you know, and obviously that was in the 1800s, but it's becoming more and more prevalent. And certainly with the uh, the machine that changed the world, the computer, now we're, you know, looking at these things and using, you know, is it the computer itself that's a problem, the display, or is it the fact that we're looking at it for hours on end without taking those breaks? Mm. And I think it's a combination of the two. And the fact is um, we are, I mean, take a look at, you know, we were talking about COVID and, and the effects it might have. And as we've heard, students don't perform as well. When you know, or they have not been performing as well during the COVID, you know, pandemic, and um, you know, there's even psychological problems and all these other social problems. And then, um, what I, my viewpoint of it is that a lot of it has to do with their vision, because when you're in a classroom, <clears throat> you're looking up close, you're looking far away, you're looking at friends, talking, going back and forth, and you're visually, you're you know, uh, flexible. Oh, right, Whereas that's a good point. Looking yeah. at it, yeah, when you're looking at a display screen for your entire day, um, you're locked into one viewing distance for the most part. And even if so, you're on Zoom, uh, I, I might add, even if you're on Zoom, it's still not the same as you say the visual <laughs> visual variety of your of your uh, the field of your vision uh, versus being in exactly. a classroom setting or office. Distance. Yeah, right, right. Oh. Still the same distance. Good point. Our focusing is locked into a, a fixed uh, viewing distance. And what that creates is either eye strain because the images start to blur, you lose your focus, or the turning in of your eyes because they have to focus at a closer point. And those two systems are hooked up together neurologically. So, um, you know, you, you get tired, you get inter- irritable, you can't clear things, and you're straining to maintain that clear focus. And that's where eye strain comes in. Now, one of the um, side effects there 
is the fact that if you look up close for long periods of time without taking breaks, your eye tries to reduce the strain somehow. And uh, there's a lot of factors at play here. You know, it's, there's a whole, uh, I could go into a whole hour about nearsightedness, but the fact is that we are showing that people are becoming more nearsighted, um, you know, in the computer age, sure. and also even more so during COVID as well. Ah. So, you know, what we look at is the fact that we're looking up close for long periods of time. Our eyes are, we're demanding that our eyes see close. So the eyes literally change their shape to elongate and become more nearsighted and make it clearer and easier to focus up close. And what we're sacrificing is our distance vision. And that's where the glasses come in to make you see better far away, but then we go to look up close again. Mm. And you know, it's a lot more technical than that. There's a lot more factors involved in right. that. But uh, what we're finding out is the things that people could do on their own is to, number one, take those breaks, obviously, and also get outside for two hours a day. They're actually showing that daylight, sunlight, actually um, slows that nearsightedness um, development uh, significantly. So mm-hmm. um, kids, you know, who are outside, whether the fact that they're outside um, not reading, <laughs> not doing close work and playing, yes. or the fact that it's just the light itself. And they actually, some studies show that it's actually the light itself. Oh, right, yeah. Making the, the difference. The, white, the wavelengths, the uh, blue... The blue full light. spectrum, full spectrum yeah, full light. Spectrum, yeah. yeah, now, and, and you mentioned blue light, and that's been a huge issue. People keep coming into the office, you know, wanting to get glasses that black out blue light. And, you know, the most, the biggest source of blue light is the sun. That's right. But we're mm-hmm. getting blue light on a regular basis anyway. But only, um, you, you don't get, you're not exposed to the sun at 10 o'clock in the evening when you're looking in front of a screen, which is giving you that blue true. light effect. Yeah. Right, yeah, so we're doing it for longer periods of time. And uh, now the blue light does affect the sleep pattern yep. because, you know, that's why the sky is blue and the blue light stimulates, you know, us to wake up and see better. And if you're, you know, looking at your screen before you go to sleep, your you know, melatonin levels are all messed up. And right. so you're not going to be able to fall asleep. So that's a real thing. Now, as far as eye strain goes, blue light, the studies have shown that looking through clear glasses versus blue light blocking glasses doesn't really matter. So it's the fact that you're looking ah. up close for long periods of time that causes the eye strain, not the blue light itself. Oh, I see. And the last thing is, is also the retinal problems because blue light is the highest energy light reaching the retina. And so there's this line of reasoning that, well, you may be getting something, you know, a disease, may possibly macular degeneration from looking at all this blue light reaching the retina. Mm-hmm. Well, that still hasn't been proven. And we've had macular degeneration for a long time before people were looking at computer screens. Ah. So I'm not, I'm not really sold on that one yet. Okay. But it is, again, you know, it's important to maintain good nutrition to black out the blue light. That's right. And that's, that's where uh, things like lutein from your green vegetables yeah. and, and, uh, right. uh, and orange, uh, orange uh, vegetables and fruits as well. Orange peppers and things like that, yeah. Right, right. Yellow, that, that, yellow foods. Yep. Yeah, and there's a, there's a book out called What Color Is Your Diet? Oh, I'll have to get that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been out for quite a while, and it talks about the carotenoids, which mm-hmm. is a, a type of molecule that is, you know creates the color in our foods, and it literally deposits lutein and zeaxanthin in the back of the eye. That's right. Highest you know, viewing point, so those are the critical ones mm-hmm. that do filter out the blue light. Mm-hmm. And, and since you mentioned vitamin A, I, I think you uh, 
uh, alluded to that earlier, and uh, yeah. uh, uh, the rods and cones. And, and actually, vitamin A is needed for the formation of visual purple, which is... Uh, right, is exactly. Now, the thing is that people talk about eating carrots, and there's a line of reasoning why this, you know, people think carrots would be good for your eyes. And I'm not saying their carrots are bad by any means, but you know, the beta-carotene in carrots will trans, uh, transform into vitamin A in the body yes. only if the body needs to transform it. Yeah, right. So most people in the United States have enough vitamin A in their livers, and so there's no need for them to, for the body to convert more vitamin A, or more beta-carotene to vitamin A. Mm. And so, um, and honestly, it looks like beta-carotene competes with lutein and zeaxanthin uh, for absorption for yeah. transport for transport oh. around the body. Okay. So right. if you have too many too much carrots, which is mostly in carrot juice or uh-huh. uh, cooked carrots, um, that could actually keep lutein and zeaxanthin. Oh, interesting. That's not what we want to do. Well, you know, so I, it's I, okay I, to have carrots. Okay. They're good, but yeah. you know, they're not going to change your eyesight. Oh shucks! You know, I, I've been—I I, I mean, I've never seen a bunny wear glasses before. So I, I've been sold on carrots for years. I've been, I've been eating carrots for nothing. You mean? No, I'm just it, it works for your mom to get you to eat your carrots. So yeah, what, what right. did you say? All right. <laughs> okay. And and by the way, uh, next month when we have you on for Healthy Vision Part Two, we'll get into that because you actually have a an entire book: What You Must Know About Food and Supplements for Optimal. Uh, vision care, and so we'll uh, we'll get into that in detail uh, more more than we are uh, today. Uh, but uh, let's um, let's see uh, a couple more questions before we take our last break of the hour. Since we're talking about lighting, any difference between LEDs and incandescents and halogen lighting and and so on? I know that you can uh, like when I was doing a home renovation uh, a year or so ago for a condo I had. Um, you know, I could specify when I was putting in some canned or some recessed lighting. Um, you right. could, I, actually, the uh, the bulbs were adjustable, or the the sockets were for twenty. I think twenty seven hundred Kelvin and four thousand and five five thousand is kind of like what uh, daylight would be. So it was a, a cool right. cool light versus twenty seven hundred would be more like a light bulb and a typical incandescent right. light bulb. Uh, what has right. your research shown in in that as far as the wavelengths of uh, the light, the well, cool, cool yeah, light versus warm. Yeah, people tend to think that you know brighter is better, mm-hmm. and you know as you get certainly as you get older, you do need more brightness uh, because the um, the lens inside the eye does tend to yellow, and it's harder to get good contrast um, you know in through the eye uh-huh. as we age. Uh, but the thing too is that you got to remember that computers have their own light, whereas if you're reading paper, they need reflected light. So they're two totally different lighting situations. So if you're looking at paper a lot, yes, you need a little bit brighter. And uh, but the computer screen that has its own light, it needs to be the, the background of the of the screen should be approximately equal to the uh, illumination around it. Oh, in good, words, good you point. Not, mm. told you not to watch not to watch TV in the dark. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah, because our eyes work better when there's uniform illumination. Ambient light, in other words. uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, have it broad. Not direct lighting, but a lot of indirect lighting is good. Oh, okay. That's good to know. And then don't forget that, yeah, the light that comes out of an LED does have more blue in it. Yes. And that's where all this, you know, um, you know, Computer thing came uh, up with the blue although, light. Although although now so, they you can actually specify LEDs with a warmer 
uh, glow or you know warmer right. Kelvin and, rating. And there are filters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are filters that you can have on your phone. You can have filters to mm-hmm. do that as well. All right. And uh, last question about lighting. The fluorescent mm-hmm. flickering. Now, I heard that's very deleterious to your eyes. And, and it's something that you consciously can't see, but your eyes are correcting for it. Yeah, your brain can sense a flicker uh, much easier than your perception is. And, um, yeah, basically, it's it's in the older fluorescent bulbs. Oh, As okay. they age, they start to flicker more. So if you're doing a new one, and there's good good fluorescent bulbs out there, but, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of keeping them up to date. And All right. Good one. Okay. And the brighter, the better. <laughs> and, the good news, and the good news is we don't have, you know, the, the old CRT computer screens anymore. We're well, doing the flat panels that don't have the same type of flicker. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Them. Okay, that's a good point, too. All right, uh, Jeffrey, we need to take one last break of the hour so I can keep asking you these questions. When we come back, we'll talk about post-COVID, how it's affected our vision. And with the pandemic, do you recommend... Uh, eye washes or eye drops or uh, any kind of uh, eye hygiene. We'll talk about that as well as glasses and contacts. And actually, in one of your books, you say to wear glasses, you can wear glasses satisfactorily over your contacts if you uh, need that extra boost of vision. So we'll talk about that as well. And many more questions with Optima. Excuse me, I keep, I keep trying to say ophthal- ophthalmologist, but you're an optometrist, uh, Jeffrey Anshelt. Uh, Healthy Vision Part 1 is uh, still in on the air and we are on the air for another 10 minutes so much more information to come here on the healthiest hour on radio i'm david snow and this is dr health radio noni has been used by polynesians and hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant to use form noni fruit leather is made from pure organic unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing Lavender Noni Lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni Fruit Leather and Lavender Noni Lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our Noni Lotion and Fruit Leather for improved health and energy. Sorry, yogurt. Although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, ah, well, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is, you yogurts can't compete with a medical strength probiotic like Therilac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Therilac. That's because just one capsule of Theralac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Theralac, it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Theralac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to Theralac.com. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears, but I 
Welcome back to the Dr. Health Radio Show. It's Eye Health on the menu today with optometrist Jeffrey Anschell. Jeffrey, uh, for people tuning in late, uh, tell us how people can get your book again, uh, What You Must Know About Eye Strain, please. Sure. Uh, well, first, it's available on Amazon and also on my publisher's website, Square One Publishing. And uh, actually, they can also order off of my website, CV Consulting, which is computer uh, corporate vision consulting, cvconsulting.com. Oh, okay, great. And uh, if they go to a Barnes & Noble, can they special order it, or is it in the bookstores as well? Um, not sure if the availability at Barnes and Noble, but yes, they can. They, they special can special order. order. Yeah, I, I special sure. order quite a few books uh, through Barnes and Noble because I like to patronize the local bookstores to keep them in business, the independence. Yeah, uh, what a concept, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I used to be the only way you could get books. There was no Amazon uh, when when I first yeah. started this show thirty plus years ago. Uh, or, uh, well, it was oh. it was in existence maybe, but uh, very uh, it was few and far between that people would. Uh, yep. Ever uh, order a book uh, over online? All right, uh, so let's talk about eye gene, as I like to call it, uh, eye hygiene in the workplace or at home, for that matter. Uh, but since the uh-huh. pandemic, uh, you know, with the hand washing and hand sanitizers and any, everything, uh, you know, in the first um, stages of the pandemic, they were saying that it is very transmissible. You know, different viruses, not just COVID, but others as well, uh, through the eyes because people tend to have something on their fingers, they touch their eyes, their nose, their face several right. times of an hour and or a day. Uh, so what's your view on using, you know, eye washes, eye drops, um, uh, eye flushes, et cetera? Sure. Well, yeah, the thing with COVID specifically is the fact that it does attach to mucous membranes, mm-hmm. and which is the, basically the front of the eye. So that's why there was a problem. Um, however, it was shown that actually people who wore glasses were a little bit less likely to get it. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it blocked that, blocked them out a little bit, you know, from the um, air transmission. Um, but as far as eye washes go, you know, the main thing is if your eyes are red, there's a reason. And just using something that, you know, gets the red out is not really uh, good. Actually, the, the main um, eye drop for that, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but people could probably, you know, realize that uh, it's a very popular one. Um, it actually makes your eyes redder. Oh, really? And it has a rebound effect, yeah. in other words. Okay. Exactly. Rebound phenomenon. Hmm. And so basically it artificially shrinks the blood vessels in the front of your eyes. And uh, then by the next morning, your eyes are red again. And so you need the drops even more. Oh. And I, I, have, I can't tell you how many patients I've had who says, Doc, I can't understand why my eyes are so red. I keep using these drops every day. Yeah, so that's because you're using the drops every day. It's good well, Je- company, Jeffrey, we're in the wrong business. We got to get in the eye drop <laughs> business because you got return customers all the time. I mean, that, you know, they're, exactly. they're no, those well, businesses okay. are no yeah. dummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's all about buying more eye drops. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So uh, there is a new one out that is actually does work, and uh, it's one by Bausch and Lohmann, and uh, that one actually does. It's a different way of working, I and see. it really works. Mechanism, to, um, okay. Uh, yeah. So, however, so basically, so um, it, oh, go ahead. It, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's it's hard for someone to self-diagnose. You know what their problem what the is. What causes? You know, could yes. be an allergy. Right. Could be a bacteria. Could be a virus. Mm-hmm. There could be all kinds of things that make your eye red. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So the best thing is to at least check it out with an eye doctor first to you know see where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And so so the bottom line is uh, no. 
you know, just like uh, nasal douches and vaginal douches, it's it's uh, kind of uh, depleting or uh, un- causing an unbalance of your natural flora in that part of your body, exactly. and it it, it yeah. can exactly. cause more problems than it uh, than it cures. Yeah. Okay. It, it could, yeah, very well. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, just a few more questions because we only have a few more minutes. Uh, glasses and contacts. You, you, I mentioned, or I uh, remember reading in one of your books that you can, so you sometimes recommend your patients wear glasses over their contacts, or if they're wearing contacts, you know, to go ahead and wear glasses as well uh, to boost their vision. Uh, tell us about that. Well, it's actually, I mean, if if you're, if your vision is corrected well with either contacts or glasses, then, you know, stick with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you're talking about was a specific situation where uh, people were fit with what's called monovision contacts. Oh, right. And basically yeah. it was it was a way of getting around bifocals before mm-hmm. the bifocal contact lenses were uh, perfected. So what we would do is fit one eye to see far away uh-huh. and the other eye to see up close. Okay. And it sounds kind of weird, but your brain... You know, will not. You know, we'll see two different images, and yeah. that's not a happy thing for your brain. So they will, the brain will tune out one of those images. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking far away, it'll tune out the reading one, and then you look to read, and it tunes out the far one. Yeah, that sounds good. It does work quite a bit. However, the challenge is at night, night driving, because you don't have the same type of visual clues uh, as you do during oh, the day. Okay. So if you're do, if you got a dark background. With a bright light coming at you, that he, that reading eye will haze over the good clear eye, the distance eye, and you know you can't see so well. Right. So that's where I recommend getting an old pair, old pair of frames, and getting a, a prescription in one eye to take your reading eye and make it a distance oh, prescription. Okay. Yeah. And so keep, so and keep those glasses in the car. And, and so, in other words, those store bought glasses at the drugstore and the pharmacy are not terrible. so good. Terrible. Oh no! Really? No, those are terrible. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, they're they're the word. Yeah, that's it. There's several reasons, and you know, some of them are more technical. But basically, um, they always have both powers the same. Uh, right. And yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. Honestly, very few people have both powers the exact that's same. That's true. Yeah. Right. Just like uh, hearing, and you know, we have one ear that hears better, yeah, one's than, better other than other. And, you're right-handed. Yeah, you're so. left-handed. Yeah. All okay. that stuff. All right. And okay. The other we thing, astigmatism too. Yeah. There's no astigmatism correction. Oh, that's that's a good point as well. Okay, we're out of time, yeah. Jeffrey Anshell, optom- optometrist, and uh, we uh, invite people to get your book, What You Must Know About Eye Strain, and we will be back with you, I think it's August 20th, for our next uh, part two show of Healthy Vision. We'll talk about cataracts, age-related macular degeneration, supplements, and optimal diets for optimal vision care, and much more. So uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned uh, also for the evening show tonight at, uh, well, 12 hours from right now on the station you're listening to right now. And you can always go to the website, drhealthradio.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com. I'm David Snow, thanking you for joining us. Join us again next week, same time, same station, for another edition of the program. Until then, remember, it's not how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.